G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might remember a little earlier this week, we were talking a little about being a Christian and sometimes the idea that as a Christian, uh, it's like being invited aboard a ship. For some, it's like coming onto a luxury cruise liner where we have a wonderful stateroom and served at every corner. But there is another ship, and the one more likely that Christians are in fact enlisted to be on, and that is like a battleship, something like becoming a Navy recruit and being placed on a battleship. Well, there are some issues to talk about today with regards to whether Christians these days live like atheists and not as the warriors that God intends us to be. Bill Muhlenberg's been writing about this in a number of articles through the week, and he's back with us today. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Well, Bill, you are what we could all call a keyboard warrior uh, fighting a culture war. You're immersed in some very significant, very controversial arguments, and uh, not without some level of persecution this past week, uh, being banned from Facebook, and this is not the first time. (laughs) Yes, I must be a bad boy. Uh, I seem to keep getting sin-binned by uh, Facebook. Uh, you know, you'd have to ask, well, what did Bill do? That was so terrible. Uh, you know, post some hardcore pornographic images or call for the uh, assassination of some political leader. Well, no, it's evidently uh, a lot worse than that. Uh, it seems if you simply want to share truth on Facebook, and no matter how politely and civilly you try to do it, uh, you can easily be uh, banned from uh, Facebook for various stints, and uh, I find myself in that position again, twiddling my thumbs, wondering what am I going to do for 30 days. Maybe I'll walk the dog or wash the car or something, but yes, it's uh, getting to be a bit of a joke. I've known plenty of others who, you know, simply share a bit of Christian truth or concerns about some of the sexual anarchy we see all around us or looking at other religions, all that can get you uh, banished from something like Facebook. So, uh, you know, it's not too threatening compared to what Christians overseas are going through, but still, it's uh, it's a war, and it's just a further indication that, yeah, all Christians should be on the battleship. You don't get the cruise liner until the next life, so we shouldn't be living that way. We are now in enemy-occupied territory, and we should begin to start living like it. Bill, there is a sense, isn't there, that as a Christian believer and even hearing your story of persecution this week, being banned from Facebook, well, people don't want to be banned from Facebook, but what's happening in that is a certain level of intimidation, a pressure that comes from 
the culture that we live in not to speak up for things that are righteous and true. And so this intimidation sometimes gets the better of us. Is this mm. along the lines of what you're writing about when you're saying that Christians are living like atheists, uh, mm. you know, not bothering about standing for righteousness, and you're asking yeah. where are the warriors? Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, you know, as you say, it's a lot easier to go with the flow to just, uh, you know, don't want to ruffle any feathers, don't want to rock the boat, want everybody to be happy with me and to like me. Uh, pastors can do that just as easily as any Christian can do it, right? Don't say anything controversial from the pulpit. Don't get into hot potato issues. Don't even get into hardcore theology. You don't want to upset anybody. You don't want to offend anybody. You just want to please everyone and be liked. Well, guess what? Pagans can do that quite easily. We expect a bit more from those who call themselves disciples of Christ. But yeah, way too many Christians are living a life that really is indistinguishable from non-Christians, certainly in terms of, uh, well, the way they can live. You have to wonder, are they really any different from a non-Christian? But what they say and what they believe. Uh, plenty of Christians simply going with the world, and, you know, if the world says nothing wrong with fake marriage, like homosexual marriage, or well, then we'll run with that as well. Uh, so they really miss the whole uh, mindset of the entire Bible, which over and over again presents believers, God's people, as living in enemy-occupied territory, uh, living in a very contentious place where, well, we have to walk daily with the full armor of God on if we don't want to get uh, ourselves hurt. But, of course, if you just live a wimpy, quiet life and never say anything, well, then I suppose in that sense you don't need the armor because the enemy isn't going to throw any fiery darts at you. He knows uh, you can be counted on to just go with the flow, so uh, he'll reserve his choice weapons for those who do take a stand. Well, Bill, let me ask you about what might be very, very controversial for a lot of Christian believers those even listening to our conversation today, when we might say that I'm not sure I signed up for a battle. The people that led me to Christ, those who taught me in Sunday school or through the youth group, they didn't tell me that I was coming into some sort of a war zone. In fact, they told me everything would be peaceful and nice and I'd feel good. Why is it now that... Uh, that we need to come back to the Scriptures and have a closer reading to find out what it is truly like uh, when we're, in the sense, in a battle. Yeah, well, you've nailed it, uh, and in fact it shouldn't be controversial. It's, it's just obvious uh, what the Bible tells us, especially what you read about with Jesus and the Gospels, is indeed a far cry from what many preachers and evangelists are telling people. Come to Jesus and all your problems will be solved. Everything will be uh, smooth sailing and you can have your best life now. That's, that's an easy message to proclaim. And who wouldn't want to sign up for something like that? Problem is, it happens not to be biblical. Jesus made it perfectly clear that if anyone were to follow him, it would be hardcore, serious stuff. You have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross. You have to die to yourself daily. Uh, this is not easy stuff. This is hard. In fact, he made it hard on would-be disciples, right? He, you know, if a rich guy said, I want to follow you, he said, okay, fine. Sell everything you have, and then you can follow me. Now, that is hardcore discipleship. Jesus knew unless we were willing to give him 
and deny ourselves, we could not claim to be his disciples. So, yeah, now that we have our churches full of people like that who still believe that way, it's all about me. What benefits can I get? How can I prosper? Uh, well, A, they're not going to speak out on anything that matters, and B, they will wilt when the first hint of persecution comes along. So it's it's bad news all, all the way around. Well, before we make too strong a criticism of those who led us to Christ in the first place, uh, one thing ought to be acknowledged, and of course uh, that there wasn't an atmosphere of persecution, uh, perhaps in some days gone by, mm. uh, when we did come to Christ, and uh, we felt it was a peaceful thing to come to the Lord, and that yeah. his expectations might not be uh, the way that we're talking about them now. But something has changed, Bill. Uh, yeah. And perhaps we might identify that over the last few years in particular. Something has changed, and now we have to reorganize our focus about what it truly is to be a follower of Christ. Yes, that's a fair point. It certainly is different today. Maybe 60, 70, 80 years ago, it, it felt pretty safe to be a Christian. Pretty much everyone was, or at least agreed with it. You know, the West, for the most part, was uh, fairly Christianized. Uh, but that, as you say, has changed massively. We're no longer in a Christian culture. It's not even a post-Christian culture anymore. The West is overwhelmingly becoming an anti-Christian culture. And those who want to stand up for their faith, they're going to have to, uh, well, they're going to find themselves in all kinds of hot water. There's going to be all kinds of people opposed to them, uh, resisting what they're saying. So whether it's simply posting something on a Facebook page or uh, uh, even standing up in church proclaiming truth, uh, you name it, it's, it's getting hostile out there. Christians are, uh, you know, not the, what they once were, the flavor of the month. Uh, and uh, until we wake up to that truth, uh, we're going to be in a bad way. When we talk about that terminology, Bill, being counter-cultural, uh, you've picked up on uh, the story of Rahab, Rahab the harlot, uh, out mm -hmm. of the Scriptures, uh, Old Testament, around the time when uh, the walls of Jericho fell down, and, and she really stands out as an example of what it is to be a, a counter-cultural person. Yeah, no, exactly. I... Uh uh, every once in a while, we'll dig up some old volumes from my shows, and in this case, Francis Schaeffer had done a post on, uh, well, the book of Joshua. I think it was maybe a collection of sermons he had done. So, yeah, he's got a whole chapter on Rahab, and, uh, well, just pointing out the obvious. Here she was, friendly to the faith, but living in a pagan, hostile culture, surrounded by pagan, hostile people. Uh, you know, she was in a bad way. She was in enemy territory, and yet she sided with God's people. And I quote some of Schaefer on this, and I like the last line of one of his paragraphs. He says, it's just plain stupid for a Christian not to expect spiritual warfare while we live in enemy territory. And that's exactly right. It was true of Rahab, and it's true of us. We now live in enemy territory. Always have, actually, but now it's becoming more pronounced. And if you think you can just get by living the good life without spiritual uh, armor on, without using some spiritual weapons, uh, you're going to get crushed real fast if and when real uh, opposition breaks out. So uh, Schaefer knew this 50, 60 years ago. 
Uh, he had a prophetic sense of where we were going in the West, and now we're there, and we better wake up pretty quick. We could use some warriors right now. Sometimes the devil likes to remain hidden and anonymous and you draw attention to the idea that people who are on the front line like exorcists who are casting out devils they're not the only ones on the front line in fact all of us are on the front line Mm. Well absolutely we're all supposed to be on the front line let's put it that way every single one who names the name of Christ should be out there sharing their faith being bold, filled with the Holy Ghost, doing works for Christ, you know, Book of Acts kind of stuff, normal Christian life. But sadly, uh, plenty of Christians are not. That's why I entitled that one article, you know, Why Are We Living Effectively Like Pagans? We, you know, we talk like them, we walk like them, we look like them, we act like them. How are we really any different than the non-Christian when, you know, we may show up for church an hour a week, but aside from that, is there any noticeable difference whatsoever? Do we have any sense of being in a battle, of being in a spiritual war, uh, being in enemy-occupied territory? I think so many Christians have lost that sense altogether, maybe even of the supernatural. Um, so that's why I say we all need to examine ourselves, check ourselves. Are we living just like the world? Or is there something actually different about us, both the way we live and the way we think? Bill, we might all actually take a moment to pause and do some level of self-assessment about whether we are, in fact, indistinguishable from the culture that we're in. Uh, I wonder whether there's any tip or hint from you about how you actually uh, would make a decision to change and to deepen your faith, to become more Christ-like, to be aware of the culture around us. What are your thoughts? Well, it's a bit of personal revival there, uh, waking up perhaps for the very first time and saying, wait a minute, I've been kind of going through the motions, I've been going with the flow, and then, well, really go back to your uh, Bible, maybe you read the Gospels as if for the very first time, start reading the pretty strong and demanding words of Jesus. We've just become so familiar with what's in the Bible, it kind of goes in one ear out the other, so... Yeah, need to take some time out, get down on our knees maybe, open that Bible and say, God, speak to me. Have I been sliding, slipping? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Maybe I've been a Christian for 20, 30, 40 years, and, you know, I'm just kind of going with the flow here. So uh, I think it's all worth for every one of us to take a bit of time out, uh, ask God where he wants us to be, and uh, take it from there. But uh, if we don't wake up soon... It may well be too late. I think the persecution is hotting up in the West. It might be one thing to get a 30-day jail sentence on Facebook, but I suspect more and more, soon enough, people will be facing actual jail time for their faith. So we need to start getting real here before it's too late. Well, Bill, listeners might not be able to access Bill Muhlenberg articles online on Facebook for a little while, but they certainly can still go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Or if you Google Culture Watch, one word, you'll be able to find the latest articles that Bill has written. And, uh, Bill, commiserations in one sense, uh, but thanks so much for courage in leadership of standing up and being counted and uh, even being put on the spot where you are under this 30-day discipline from Facebook. Uh, but thanks so much for uh, sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today and for persevering as the keyboard culture warrior that you are. Bill, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure.
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.